So glad to be in for Sean. My name is Joe Pag. There Joe Pags. Sean taking a well-deserved day off. And yeah, trapped behind enemy lines for sure. You know, we've got 102 days since we left Afghanistan prematurely. 102 days before this president, and I, I hesitate before saying it, made the decision to take the military out, leave our, our civilians there, give up our embassy, give up Bagram. We've got, this is a huge deal. We've got allies that helped us for 20 years in Afghanistan who are stuck behind enemy lines. We've actually got a guy on this program today who's going to talk about his nonprofit activity, getting people out of Afghanistan. It's a harrowing tale. And you're going to hear that on this program. Also, Lara Trump will join us today. Rudy Giuliani will join us today. Michael Franzese will join us today. We've got a lot of big interviews coming your way today. Make sure you don't touch that dial. Again, Joe Pag's in for Sean Hannity. Sean, thank you so much. It's an absolute honor to be on what I believe to be the, the biggest radio program on the planet now, the Sean Hannity Show. Linda, thank you so much. I appreciate you making way for me today as well. It's my Here's pleasure. On. We're thrilled to have you. Well, let me say this. Um, you and I talk until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Many mornings, <laughs> you're like, Sean would like, but I think even when you write the email, it sounds more like Sean. Sean <laughs> w- would like to know if you can do Red Solo Cup or whatever, do some stupid song. And you guys out there in Hannity Land have heard me on this program doing parodies, and we've got one of those for you today as well. It got the Linda approval, so we'll play that later, right? Yeah, I actually really love it. I love that um, I gave you the the task of making something that had a holiday-esque feel, and you were just like, yeah, no problem. I got this. I'm like, okay. At 4 a.m., I got that sucker done. So, yeah, now it's uh, it, again, it's a thrill, Linda. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad that you're working today. I was surprised by that. You said you think I'm just going to let you have it and, and, and not make sure <laughs> that you're pressing the right buttons and talking into the right microphone. So I, I appreciate that. What I what I love about about the program is that Sean is so ahead of the game when it comes to what's going on in America. But it is breaking news as well. And you know I'm a former television news anchor, so we just had this verdict come down right before the program started in this case of Ahmad Arbery in um in Georgia. And, and I think, listen, for the second time in a week, it's my severe belief, my intense belief that the jury got it right twice in in two very high-profile cases. I wasn't really sure what the argument was in this case, maybe the degree of what the charges would be against these guys, but I'm going to read this from the Independent Journal Review. It just came down right before we started the program today. Jury finds three defendants guilty in killing of Ahmad Arbery. This is written by Bradley Courtright over at uh, IJR. Former police officer Gregory McMichael, 64, his son Travis McMichael, Posed for a booking photo, they were arrested by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and charged with murder and the shooting death of unarmed black man Ahmad Arbery. What bothers me about media coverage is they always seem to want to mention the race of the person if the person is the victim. You'll notice they didn't really say what the race of the people were in the picture. Of course, you could see the picture. But everybody on the planet now knows that Ahmad Arbery was a black man. The jury in the case of the 2020 killing of Ahmaud Arbery has returned its verdict. The, uh, the defendants in the case, Traffic McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor, William Bryan, pleaded not guilty to charges of malice murder, felony murder, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and the criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. Travis McMichael, the story goes on to say, was found guilty in all counts. Gregory McMichael was found not guilty on the charges of uh, malice murder, but found guilty in the remaining eight counts. So that's what it is. All three of these guys are guilty. There was a video that one of them made or as some neighbor made, showing this guy was running down the street, Ahmaud Arbery, and he was approached by this father and son team, and and he ends up getting shot and killed with a shotgun. 
Now, later, while he was burglarizing houses, he was doing this, that, and the other. I got to tell you, even seeing that video that they had of him going under these properties that were in under construction, my family is longtime construction workers. And we would go into, into unbuilt or, or partially built construction sites as well, just check out the construction. I'm not really sure what it was they thought that that would, that would add to the case. But it does appear pretty cut and dried. You've got a guy who's jogging, running, walking down the street, whatever, is approached unprovoked by, by some other guys in the neighborhood who decide to take justice into their own hands or their idea of justice. They end up killing the guy. He doesn't have any stolen property on him. He didn't do anything, as far as we can tell, that that allowed them to do what they did. If they thought he was burglarizing houses, call the police. I think this guy's burglarizing houses. Not really sure what they thought they were doing, but again, just like in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, I think a jury of the peers of these people came to the right verdict. What bothers me, and Linda, you're, you're a long time in New York. Maybe you get this, too. I don't know why the hell Al Sharpton's out there. I don't get why that man's out there race baiting and shaking things up and and finding the nearest cameras and the nearest. I get you're probably not surprised though working in that in that market in New York. No, it's a shame. You know, Al's Al's been a problem for a long time, and unfortunately, whenever there's a chance to be the center of attention, he just adds a little fire, you know, to the problem that already exists. He's just he's just not a good guy. It's all about him. It's about the limelight. What I liked is that the family and the representatives of Ahmad Arbery came to the microphone, and it might have been his father or his uncle, I think it was a relative, came to the microphone and said, all lives matter. And not a person there gave him a hard time. Nobody retweeted him and attacked him on the Twitters. Um, because what he said was true. Whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse, whether it's Ahmad Arbery, you know, we have a justice system, flawed as it is, that is probably the best on the planet. And and I think they come to the righteous decision. Do, do they always come to the right decision? No, O.J. Simpson. I mean, they don't always come to the right decision. But in these cases, there doesn't seem to be any leeway as to what was right and what was wrong. I don't like that Reverend Al is out there, you know, uh, starting trouble. And that's really what he's doing, uh, to be honest with you. He needs to be out of there. Uh, what I liked is when he came to Del Rio, Texas, not too far from where I sit right now, and he was booed out of the joint. I mean, people said, why are you here? Why are you here on the border? Because the people who are under the bridge are from Haiti and you think their ancestry somehow means Al Sharpton gets to come here? No, you need to leave. And they booed him out of town and he was gone. So that's the latest on that case. Not going to take any calls on that. I think it's pretty cut and dried. Um, I did want to, however, get into what tomorrow is. And it's interesting in this country, we for some reason for years have been pounded in the head that we're some sort of a secular nation. No, we're not. We're, some kind, we're a nation that doesn't have a religion. Well, we don't have a formal religion. That's true. Um, it's part of the reason why we broke away from England. The Anglican religion was forced upon the, the peasants by King George III. And those who would be the Americans who came to the new land said, you know, we kind of want to worship as we see fit. But the idea that Thanksgiving is somehow a day to, to thank your teacher or the grocer or the bank teller or your wife or your kids. I mean, that's nice. That's a nice city. I thank Sean. I, I thank Linda. I thank the audience that is accepting me today. But that's not really what the day is about. The day is a holy day. It is. I mean, that's where we get the, the term holiday, right? Holy day. Thanksgiving is a day that is steeped in religious tradition. And it's steeped in religious tradition from the government. What? I thought the government had separation of church and state. Linda, has anybody ever shown you the separation of church and state in the Constitution? I can't find it. No, it's, it's, it must be buried. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in Deep. that other amendment I didn't read yet. 
<laughs> I, I don't I, I don't understand. So we make this allegation that we're somehow a country devoid of religion, which is not true. Our entire system is based on a Judeo-Christian value system. That's the truth. You don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to be Christian. In fact, the First Amendment says you can worship any way you see fit, provided you're not shooting people or stabbing people or throwing rocks at people because of your religion. Uh, as long as you're not violating my rights with how you want to worship, you can worship as you see fit. But the idea that we're devoid of religion is not true. The House of Representatives was the first body to actually put out the... The Holy Bible. That's right. They printed it and they delivered it. The House of Representatives. They start the Senate and the House every day with a prayer. Yet we still have this garbage about how we're somehow secular. Thanksgiving is not a day where the pilgrims were thanking the American Indians. It's not a day when the American Indians were thanking the gods um, or thanking the clouds for rainfall. This is a day that was proclaimed by George Washington in 1789, for God's sakes. And in the entire proclamation that most of you have never heard of, he's talking about God and him capitalized and the Lord. It's a day that we thank God for what it is we have. You know, those rights in the Constitution aren't based on the government saying, okay, we'll let you do that. All right, we'll make sure that we, we allow for this to happen in our community. No, no, no. The Constitution is a document that restricts the government from taking away the rights granted to all of us by God. Now, I'm not a preacher. I'm not out here pastoring. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm going to read you a little bit of this proclamation from George Washington from October 3rd, 1789. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Where it, it, where it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God. Oh, yeah. George Washington mentioned God. How dare he? Separation of church and state. To obey his will, to be grateful for his beliefs or his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me, George Washington, to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, there he goes again, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. I'm just going to stop there. Have you ever heard the Thanksgiving Day proclamation? We wouldn't have this day. We're going to have tomorrow. We're going to eat a bunch of food. The tryptophan's going to knock us. I'll be napping by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to eat 15 rolls tomorrow with butter on. I'm a, I'm a low-carb guy, but I'm going to go 15 rolls on Thanksgiving. It's all set up by this guy who dared just say what was true, that we believe our rights are inherently given to humans by God. And this country was smart enough to say, let's memorialize this by telling the government what they can't do. No law shall be made that restricts the blah, blah, blah. Um, a a well-armed militia uh, shall not be infringed. I mean, you go down the list of what's in the Constitution, the foundation of our country, and realize we are telling the government, mm, you can't do that because God gave us that right. You can't do that because the Almighty said, well, well what, if I'm, what if I'm an atheist, Pags? You could be an atheist. You're still protected by the Constitution, from that government overriding the belief system that we instilled in this country. 
Yes, it's based on the Ten Commandments. Yes, it's based on the Magna Carta. Yes, we're thanking God tomorrow. I'm going to thank my wife for making a great meal. I'm going to thank Linda and Sean for letting me do this today. I'm going to thank you for listening and taking part. But we're really thanking God for the ability to live freely. Well, I mean, we're still kind of free. Under Biden, it's a little different. But God allowed us freedom, self-respect, dignity, liberty. And the government isn't supposed to be able to take it away. And we all we have to do is go back to a government document from 1789 to realize that even the government knew that. It doesn't today because the government, I believe, wants to be our religion. I want your thoughts on this. First of all, have you ever heard that proclamation before? If not, go look it up and go read it to your kids. Secondly, what are you going into tomorrow thinking? Are you thankful for what God has bestowed upon us? And then we can therefore be thankful to those in our lives. 1-800-941-SEAN. 1-800-941-SEAN. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Stay right here. Sean Hannity, it's Joe Pags, 1-800-941-7326, 1-800-941-SEAN. Uh, you stop on my website, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. You go there, and on the top of your listening live, and most of you are, just click on that live video stream. You'll be able to see my big fat head. And guess who's on the camera now? It's Linda. Linda, how are you? I, I, I'm sorry. I see you. you know what I forgot? I forgot <laughs> that I have to turn on my microphone now for radio yeah. and have my mic on for video, so it's a little different. For no, me. don't worry about the Skype one. You can just talk right into the radio mic. That's awesome. I'm talking into the radio mic. I'm talking. It is sorry. great to see you. Thank you very much for making this happen today. You rock. My pleasure. So, uh, uh, Linda, of course, is is Sean's right hand, executive producer of the world, and uh, and gets it all done <laughs> and put all this together today. And uh, it was nice enough to say that we could play my parody later on in the program. Make sure you stick around for that. But again, go to JoePags.com. All my social media is there. I'll make it simple, to be honest with you. Um, it's at Joe Talk Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go follow over there, at Joe Pags on all the other ones, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. And if it's verified, that's really my account. There are some idiots out there that have fake accounts. Don't worry about those. Those. Uh, Linda, I'm glad to see this guy call in. AJ. Big time Motown Joe Pags in for big time Sean <laughs> Hannity. My brother oh, from another my. mother, how are you, my friend? Oh, hang it in there. And you got to love Linda, first of all. That's my. Oh, AJ, the feeling is all. mutual. You know I love you back. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And Motown. You was right about when you said about the Constitution and everything, but these liberals want to take it all away. We can't let it. Do, we can't let them do it, Motown. They want to take God away. They want to take everything we stand for. I mean, it's unimaginable what we watching these idiots do. But you know what? We're not going to spoil the day. We'll get back to them next week. We're going to have a great Thanksgiving, and I want to wish everybody a great God Thanksgiving and God dog and have some fun and don't worry about the bull crap the libs doing right now. AJ, Let's we love you. Stuff tomorrow. We love you, brother. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for calling in. We love AJ from Houston. Follow him on on Twitter as well. AJ from Houston. Going to do a break here. 1-800-941-7326. Pags in for Hannity.
hear the mainstream press talking about this stuff, Sean Hannity is on the radio. Glad to be in for Sean. My name is Joe Paglirillo. Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. Go there, click on the live video stream. There's a big link on the top of the page. Really glad to be in for Sean today and talking to a lot of you. It's 1-800-941-7326. 1-800-941-7326. 1-800-941-SEAN. Glad to have you along. You know, AJ, it's funny. AJ calls into Sean's show all the time. And I honest to God don't know. If he called me first or Sean first, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we share him equally. Um, uh, AJ, I met him in Houston at some tea party event in 2010, I think, something like that. And we actually been doing some radio stuff before. He is so engaged. And you know what the funniest thing, Linda, is about this? And I swear, I don't know if you guys have heard this on the Hannity Show, but people literally think he's a white guy pretending to be black. That's how stupid they are. When I'm so so my thing with AJ was we did an event in Texas for Senator Cruz. Right. And he came up to the stage. Now AJ's voice is ginormous. I mean he has the <laughs> biggest personality, the biggest voice. And then you meet him and he's five two. That right, he's a like, little he's a, this little guy. I was like, You're AJ? Like I just pictured like this giant mass of human being and he's like, What's up? I'm like, Oh my god, you know. It was amazing. He's just yeah, he's overwhelmingly powerful in person and on the air. Yeah, his personality is is through the roof, and he's just a guy who loves America. He's a guy who just loves this country and isn't going to take any garbage from the left, isn't going to take any divisive stuff. He he refuses to be divided. We love that AJ called in. It was a super pleasure. Let me go to the phone lines. A lot of people want to be heard. If you're just joining us, I talked about the, the true meaning of Thanksgiving. And let me, let me do this. Let me promote this. Rush Limbaugh last year, um, of course, he's since passed. But last year, he did this like 21 minute long, the real meaning of Thanksgiving, where he gives the story of the pilgrims and the American Indians and so on. Um, go find that online. Go and find that video of Rush talking about the true meaning of Thanksgiving. I wanted to tell you why we call it Thanksgiving. And the fact is, George Washington started this by giving the proclamation back in the 1700s. And that proclamation was nothing but four or five paragraphs of, we love God, we, we hold you know God on high, God rocks, go God. I mean, that's really what it was. And the idea that we're now in 2021 America where we pretend there is no religion, we pretend we're a secular society, we pretend like there's no basis for our value system, and therefore we've got the left trying to twist and really screw around with the value system and pretending like, you know, prostitution's fine, we shouldn't prosecute that. Violent protesting is cool, why are we prosecuting that? Drugs, come on, what's the big deal somebody has some heroin? You know, and, and that's really where we are. And all we have to really do is go back a, f- a couple of hundred years and find out that that wasn't the intention at all. The intention was that we would have a value system based on Judeo-Christian beliefs, and then we would build a wonderful free country around that. And so much has changed. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you calling in, Christine. What's happening in New York? Hi. Hi, Joe. How are you, sir? I'm living the dream. What's happening? (laughs) Fantastic opening. Um, I want to also say hello to Linda. I am a first-time caller. I listen to Sean while I'm driving and uh, love the show. I love all of you guys. Thank God for you guys putting out the other side of the coin, the truthful side of the coin. Um, I can go on and on about Thanksgiving and how this country was founded on what it was founded on, and it's all about God. It's, it's all about giving thanks to God. Right. But the reason I was really calling, sir, before you even got to the Thanksgiving part, um, on the intro, Linda, you might want to um, maybe mention this to Sean. It's just a suggestion. How okay. He opens up with counting the days that the folks are still left behind in Afghanistan. 
um, behind enemy lines. That has triggered something in me for almost 100 days now when I first heard it that I tried to call in, couldn't get on. Um, not to um, in any way belittle what's going on in Afghanistan, that horrific, horrific, uh, I can't even call it a mistake. It was all, I believe, intentional the way it was handled by this administration. But maybe also say something of how many days Biden has been in office, the administration's been in control, and talk about how America is behind enemy lines. I truly feel in my heart that this country is being attacked by its own leadership. And maybe throw that in there. How many days has this president been in? Because tell me something that he's done that has been good for this country since day one when he started. You're, you're hard-pressed to find anything. I don't know of anything. It's just yeah, good, Christine, I, hear, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a dynamite idea. And, and Linda and Sean are all over this. I appreciate the call, by the way. They're all over this. I mean, every single day. And, and I get to listen to a, a little bit of Sean's show because I'm on right after him normally. And uh, so I can't listen to much of it. But what I listen to every single day, he talks about the failures of this administration. And I know Sean and I know Linda and I know, I know people who listen to this program. You want our government to do right. We, we want our government to do well. We just don't want them to do what they're planning well because it's working. And they're taking down the economy and the inflation is out of control and people aren't even looking for jobs anymore. And yet people are still stuck behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. We can't bring goods to port in California because God knows you've got to have a truck that's made after 2010 for some reason in Gavin Newsom's California. So I hear what you say. I mean, Linda, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you and Sean do this every day. So I don't think you have to put a number on it. I think that you already do it. Yeah, I mean, Sean is all about making sure that people know, you know, just how bad Biden is. I mean, one of the things that we talked about when he was a candidate was that he was in there for 47 years. Why would we give him any more time to prove that he stinks? And, you know, it was people just didn't even they couldn't even conceptualize that. You know, it's like, you know, 47 months for Trump and they wanted to say he ruined the whole world. And then he got 47 years for Biden. He didn't do one thing. He's never done anything. He's never created anything. Nothing. Well, he's created division. He's created racism. He's I mean, done that guy, now for sure. Yeah, he's not a good guy. I mean, uh, the smile is pretty infectious. I'll admit that. But he's just not a good guy. Uh, and his you, history really, shows you that. think so? No, I, th- I think that his smile. I think I think it disarms people. Yeah, well, think about. Well, let me ask you this: If I get a, a job in the administration, or if I'm elected to some office, and the vice president is swearing me in, and as I'm being sworn in. Afterwards, the photo op happens, and he starts rubbing my wife, sniffing her hair, or canoodling her nose. Do you I think don't know I'm why everything like you a said that was funny. I'm, you know, these people, <laughs> these people must, you know, be be uh, enamored or hypnotized by his smile because he, I, vice president or not, he's getting his hands off of her, or if he's doing that to my girls, my daughters. I mean, are you serious? So yeah. there's something about him that must disarm those who are around him. But he's not a good guy. I mean, just he just the, from all accounts outside of what you see on camera, not a great guy. One eight hundred nine four one seven three two six. My name Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Um, go to Hannity dot com for all the Sean Hannity stuff. Go to my website if you want to find out who the hell is this guy in for for, for he's got this voice, but wow, what an annoying guy. Uh, go to JoePags dot com. J O E P A G S dot C O M. All my social media there. You can see. I think the top video, Linda. I'm pretty sure on my website is still my interview with Bo Snerdly. Uh, who is yeah, uh, Russia's sure. guy for 30 years. So go check out that video and also check out the social media. I'd appreciate that. Let me hit the phone lines again. Dean is in Boston. Dean, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey, Joe. Uh, tomorrow I am going to be very thankful for the 
consistent shift that I've seen over the past decade or so of people going back to the conservative Christian values in this country and standing up. I, I think it started with the Tea Party, and it took on Obama, and it cost them seats through three elections, and it ushered in Trump. And we've we've run out Boehner and Ryan out of the speakership, and we've started a Freedom Caucus. And we have more military running for office now than we ever did. I, I think we're heading in the right direction. I, I know it brings out the worst of the other side, but I'm actually very optimistic, and I'm looking forward to the future. Well, look, Dean, I appreciate that. I don't know the consistent ship is a word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Linda. I need a. I, I don't think consist, consistent ship is a word. But, but Dean, we love you, Boston. Maybe it's a Boston thing. It could be. I, I love his accent. I got distracted by that. You, you lost me at Boston. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think you're right, uh, Dean. I appreciate that conservatives are coming together. That America First people are coming together. That people who just love the country and tend to believe in conservative values based on the Constitution and what it's all about. Uh, I'm with you. Here's something interesting that the left is doing, and some who are moderates leaning right are falling for it. You got a couple of doofuses that leave Fox News, blah, blah, had a problem with somebody, something somebody did. Um, they're allegedly conservative people. Now, I've always thought that they were Republican. I don't know them that well, but they decide to leave. The left is going nuts. They're suddenly the darlings of the left. You've got um, the, this Kinzinger guy. You've got Liz Cheney. You've got people. You've got Mitt Romney who are claiming to be conservative. They're not. These are people that put an R under their name. They thought where they were running that would help them. It did. Um, you had some of them get help, Romney, from Donald Trump and then turn on him at, at every chance he got. I'm not sure why that's happening other than it could be infiltration from those who don't believe the conservative values that we believe. Now, when I go to like a, a an MSN site, some sort of a, a website that's parked when I open up my browser, four of the five top stories are the Republicans that are fleeing the party, the Republicans that are turning on Trump, the Republicans who don't want Trump, the Republicans who hate Hannity. You've got all this, all this garbage that's being thrown against the wall like some al dente pasta just to see if it sticks. And it's not because people like you, people like Sean, people like Linda, people like me, we understand what we believe. We understand the consistency there is in being somebody who loves the country and wants to stick to conserving the values that are outlined in the Constitution. I don't think it's going to work. Linda, I know you guys are following this, but does that make sense what I just said? It's like you've got a bunch of people with R's anywhere near their name pretending they're on the high road and they want to separate from the rest of us who have these traditional values. So I'm going to tell you what I really think. Are you ready? It's not really? the first time you've ever told me what you really think. This is great. <laughs> it's good. This is going to be breaking news. Get ready. Um, so I don't believe in a two party system. I never have. I don't think that we have Democrats and Republicans. Sean and I argue about this quite a bit. Um, I think it's all one big group of people who are looking to get over with the exception of maybe 10 to 20. Okay. Um, they the Republicans that we have, you know, in my humble opinion, they had control of the House. They had control of the Senate. They did absolutely nothing with it. They screwed it up. You're right. They screwed. I mean, the, the worst thing you can do is to do nothing, right? You know, mm-hmm. bad things happen when good people sit around and do nothing. And we've got way too much of that going on. We've got some good guys in the Freedom Caucus. You know, there's a handful of them. The rest of them, you tell them what to do. You tell them what you need, and, and they don't do it. And so to me, I'm just kind of done with a whole lot of them. I'd love to have term limits. I'd love to get them all out. I'd love to clean house. I think that fear is a motivator. And if you think you only have four or six years and the potential for only one additional term, maybe you'd get something done for a change instead of having, you know, 
Puffy Pelosi walking around trying to figure out what day it is and just, you know, you have to keep reminding her what she's voting for. It's embarrassing. Or, or, or the Waddler, who, I, which is what I call Nadler. No, you're, you're 100% right. I was against term limits until Ted Cruz came on the show and said he's for term limits. And I said, yeah, but hold on a second. What if Ted Cruz gets in and he's and he's kicking ass and taking names? Why do I want to get rid of you? Like, I look at it in, in radio terms, and I think that was the wrong way to look at it. I've got a contract. And if I'm good, when my contract ends, my companies or my stations will re-up the contract and say, hey, we like what you were doing. Let's keep it going. But but what Ted says, and I think what you're alluding to, is these people aren't upholding the contract. They're not doing well, but because they've got an I next to their name, they've got the power structure that finances them, they get to stay in office. And I, I can't disagree with you. Um, I don't believe in a two-party system either. I believe that I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a registered Republican. I'm not somebody who's ever been in the Republican Party. I'm a conservative guy because it's a value system for me. Like, I respect liberals because it's a value system for them. Now I can argue with them. If you say you're a Democrat, but you kind of agree with that and you kind of agree with this you're just a party hound and that you're not somebody that that i'm really interested in, in mixing it up with does that make sense i think it's kind of what you were saying no that's actually perfect and i and i i really do feel you know one of the things i say all the time you know my boyfriend and i were talking about this this morning and i said you know i really feel like when you discuss issues with people if you try to explain to them what's going on half the people have no idea what you're talking about you know yesterday the media covered him releasing these, you know, additional barrels of oil back into, you know, our markets and how great this was and what it was going to do. And it's like, you do know this covers two days of use right. for the United right. States. Like, this is nothing. This is fake news. This is them completely distracting from what is happening, which is a complete demise of our nation and the division within all of us, right? But if you talk to people on just the issues and you stay away from the R and the D and the I and, you know, socialism, communism, just start talking about what's happening, nobody wants higher taxes. Nobody doesn't want to be able to, you know, feed their kids or be able to pay their mortgage. Everybody's trying to do the same thing. If we could all get on that page, we'd solve a lot more problems. I, I often say this on my show. Uh, I believe we we agree on seventy to eighty percent of everything, and then we can argue about the other stuff. You know, the very hyper political stuff. But but at the end of the day, I think that if we talk to each other, we're not divided. If we're united, we can understand that what Linda's saying, what I'm saying, is exactly right. We're all Americans, and we're kind of in this together at the gas pump or buying a turkey or whatever. One eight hundred nine four one seven three two six. It's Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Go to JoePags.com. Love to have you there. One eight hundred nine four one seven three two six. Back after this. Fake news gives you lies. Hannity supplies the truth. Sean Hannity is on right now. I wait to have you. Thanks. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Your boy Joe Pags in for Sean today, who's taking a well-deserved day off. Uh, we've got a lot to get to. After the top of the hour, it's going to be Laura Trump. We're going to talk about what Linda was just talking about, the left versus right versus what's really going on in America. America first. Why are we paying more for gas? Why are we paying more for Turkey? Why exactly is it that we're facing what we're facing under this administration? And and would she have thought a year back that this is what it would look like um, with with this guy? We actually go back a year and a few weeks just to see what the plan was um, heading into the election and the result that we got is pretty startling. So we've got a lot, we've got a lot to get to. Michael Franzis, former captain with the Colombo crime family. He'll be on. Rudy Giuliani's going to call in live. We've got a great guy who is helping to get people out who are persecuted in Afghanistan. That's going to happen as well. And there's a PAGS parody. And we'll take a bunch of your phone calls as well. Hopefully you've got great plans for tomorrow. If you're taking us along for the ride, thank you very much for doing that. Make sure you call in 1-800-941-7326. You can go to JoePags.com for my info. Again, 1-800-941-7326. 941 Sean. We're coming back. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity.